you have to have the fun side of it as well. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what builds morale, like yeah. team socials, things like that. I'm not that much older than you. He's fun age. That's why you're 21, the way you're going on here. What I meant is you're much longer, illustrious career than me. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of House of Rugby. We have got a packed show for you this week, guys, so we'll get straight into it. As always, I am joined by the man himself, my good pal, Mr. Greg O'Shea. Good to see you, lad. How was your weekend? Good, good. Uh, obviously watched Six Nations. I was Thursday, had my few points, went to the parade, uh, enjoyed the festivities. I was in Galway at a stag on Friday, so actually met a lot of the Connacht lads out. And then mm. Saturday then was just... Rubby, 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 yeah. rubby. You celebrated Paddy's Day well, so. Yeah, I was on the points by half one, yeah. so. And, but I was home by 10. It's good. It's good. <laughs> well, like myself, you can probably hear from my voice. I was in Cheltenham celebrating Paddy's Day. And then I was at the match yesterday in Aviva, which was great. I actually did the coin toss, which was one of the funniest things I've ever been involved in my life. Johnny Sexton was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I flipped the coin anyway and uh, enjoyed the game. But before we get tucked into all that stuff, we have a great guest today. Leinster and Irish hooker has joined us. James Tracy, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, lads. Yeah. Uh, raspy voices on the two of you. I'm probably a bit fresher off the nice break. When you, you have a kid, you'll, you'll know all about you're taking a rest and you can get it. So yeah. a bit fresher than you two, but something to hear. You're just off the plane from Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Lovely week. Uh, a few of us over there. So yeah, nothing exciting. Nothing like Cheltenham or anything like that. But yeah, uh, yeah we yeah, rained out all week, but it's oh, probably right. suited me down to the ground. Uh, not, you not, I'm not a sun worshipper. Yeah. Uh, Ross Byrne and his best were over there and uh, Roy Lachlan over there as well. And my uh, my wife and, and uh, little okay. man over there with uh, with her family. Different nice. place over there. So we're the same with them. You brought the girls. It was very tame, I'd say. <laughs> very tame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a good one. Good fun. Great stuff, great stuff. And um, we've got some questions put off you in a while. The usual blackout if you've seen the show before. 10 yeah. questions, but... I'm too serious. Although, I don't know. Are we a few bad ones in there? We'll see when we, we get there. We'll see when yeah. we get there. We'll start off anyway, first of all, with the small matter of the Six Nations. Ireland versus Scotland, 26-5. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough in the end for a championship. But bonus point win against Scotland, triple crown. Not that bad, James, is it? No, uh, I think listening to the lads talking after it, they, they were... Uh, it was like bittersweet. It, you know, they probably felt like they didn't click as well as they wanted to, but... Be honest, watching the game, I thought they like played pretty well. Like when you're um, when you're going for it that hard, like you're gonna make mistakes. Like it's never gonna be perfect. Um, I think it's really exciting the the brand they're playing at the minute. Um, and like like you know we've come a long way when we're not happy with a, a bonus point win against Scotland in the Six Nations. Like it's, that's <laughs> true. We're going all right. Like I think yeah. bonus point wins in in all our games. So we got bonus point win against Scotland. Bonus point win against Italy. Bonus point win against Wales. Bonus point win against England in Twickenham, and we only got a we lost to, to France with a losing bonus point. Yeah, so we had the most tries scored, the least amount of points conceded. Really? Yeah. I mean, what, what are people going on about? Why triple crown? And a triple crown just because France managed to win all their games and just beat us in Paris. Yeah. Probably the best French team we've seen in the last two centuries. Yeah. It's actually amazing, <laughs> and to lose by only six points inside the France. Still came down to the wire. Like, actually, I didn't really think about it like that. It was yeah. really good. Glass half full. Yeah. Glass half full. Yeah. Got to think good. We're on a good. Think about it. We're well set up for a World Cup. Like, I mean, you look at the who are the top four teams in the world at the moment Ireland, South Africa, France, and New Zealand. We just beat New Zealand. We came very close to beating France in Paris. I don't know what stories with South Africa when we get them because we haven't played them in so long. Can yeah. we match them physically? But we're still up there. We're like, what more could Ireland do? They have yeah. three or four players in every position. They've got an excellent coaching team in. in 
there. I know they're still making mistakes, but do you think France were flawless for the entire Six Nations? No, exactly. The last game, like there were so many mistakes in the in the French performance because they're trying stuff, and like that's the brand of rugby Ireland are playing at the minute. They're actually like expansive trying stuff, um, and it's never going to be perfect. But I think it's class to watch for one. Um, I think they seem to have like uh, like a really good culture in there as well. In fairness to, to Andy Farrell, he's come in and and seems to be like a really like player led, uh, empowered environment and. Um, at the minute, like it's it's yeah, they, they didn't win, and like there's so many competitors in there that like they want to be winning grand slams and everything like that. But um, I think when they like sit back and look at it, it's going to be like that, that this group has, has come on such a long way and and um, very exciting for like the, the next couple of years leading into World Cup cycle. Definitely yeah. looking at the game itself, Greg. I mean, who any standout players for you? Would I was like... gonna say, I actually didn't think they performed too well yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was at the game, I was like, they're not playing that well. Towards the end again, the they obviously picked up a couple of tries. And when the bench came on, but I thought Gibson Park was exceptional. And you know me now, I'm a big fan of Murray. No, I think Murray's he, the man. He's part of the but, Conor Murray appreciation side. Yeah, yeah I, lead that, I lead the charge there. But <laughs> yesterday, watching the game in person, I thought Gibson Park was exceptional. Yeah. You obviously know him because you train with him every week, yeah, but yeah. he's just so fast and smart. His little quick taps and stuff. He created, even like when he got the ball um, and threw it back inside to Josh Vanderfleer, who then scored, like that little quick movement. The he's timing just, of it as well. Yeah. 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 He's a nightmare, like for a forward anyway. Uh, He's a nightmare because he's just, if you switch off for a half second, he's like, he sees that and he's gone, yeah, you know, yeah. or in and around the rook. Um, and has he always been like that? Yeah, no, he has, he has. I feel like he's in, obviously in like unbelievable form right now. Um, but he's always been like a freak in terms of like, he's very different maybe to like the New Zealand like style of playing uh, scrum half is probably a bit different to, to up here. But um, I feel like he's always been that player it's just he's now got a, like a run of games and, and like he's like uh, high in confidence and he tries stuff yeah. and like you know I like anything when you're trying stuff the whole time sometimes it won't work out but yeah. when like you're in form and, and, and it's sticking like it's it's you see like what yeah. happened the weekend like yeah, you get those like uh, highlight real moments. Mm. He just looks so comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Even behind the rock, he's like looking around. And he always seems to pick the right pass, like, mm. which is amazing. Even when everyone switches off, he's, his head is always up. He's always looking. Yeah. And it's great to see some quick penalties. We, we miss that in rugby. It, it, it does days of the quick penalty while they're all offside and get that extra 10 metres. And he's always aware of the situation. He's always looking up what's around him. Or yeah. Everyone else might be blowing or looking around and going, what's next? He's, kinda, he's mm -hmm. looking at the opposition and he's scanning the field. And that's that's something you don't see in a lot of nines. But yeah. another guy, obviously, who was hugely, and we were talking about it just before the the match. I mean, Dan Sheehan, like, he's he is. Where is he after coming out of? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's he's like obviously unbelievably talented, and and he's uh, he's flying, and and through uh, you know an unfortunate injury to Ronan, um, who's another incredible player. Um, you know, he's gotten his opportunity, and he and he took up both hands in fairness to him. Um, but yeah, it's like. Thank God these two lads didn't come along for five years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't have that, like have the career I had now. But and, like in fairness, like they're both very, very talented. Um, like you know, I'm not like I wish I had bad words to say about them, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. It's like you love to hate so them or good, something. They're good guys as good well. Good guys as well. So <sighs> yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> ah, listen, like we're definitely competitive with each other. And um, yeah, what's it like in training? You're out in UCD every day with these two young bucks coming up behind you. Like, does yeah. that keep you? Um, oh, one hundred percent. And like, we definitely got off to a prickly start. Uh, <laughs> ah, you, should, like, you should like that's yeah. that's, that's yeah, competitiveness. Listen, listen, it's the competitiveness of it all. And like, 
it's how it, how it goes but uh, like after a while you know you get to know each other and all that kind of like subsides a little bit but there's definitely yeah exactly you build respect for each other but um you know at the end of the day like your what you do on the field does the talking and then you know how you are as a person off the field as well um and say are you giving them little tips and training even like technique and throwing and stuff like that well if, uh not not necessarily but yeah. like say so you've 10 years below your belt like, yeah you know? yeah yeah I'm, I'm you know i'm not you know if anyone or either of them um like Ron, we have good conversations and and stuff like that maybe like a few years ago mm. um but like I think w when you're positional, you're more watching from the outside and, and seeing, is there something that I could take from them? Yeah. And if not, you know, maybe like these two lads are absolutely killing it. You know, yeah. there's probably nothing to tell I was doing that they would have learned because they're, they're about to excel. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say it's even spurred you on again at this stage. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're always trying to learn off different people, yeah. even if it's in different positions or whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're not necessarily knocking or giving me a picking up the phone or yeah. but, uh, definitely we'd have good conversations and drive each other on yeah and do you think i'm gonna ask you straight out do you think ron will get his jersey back after dan doing so well um i feel like he's he's done enough um over the last like two years that yeah in my opinion but like that's just like i don't know Never yeah know what happens like i feel that. i feel like you know he's had a lot of good games um he'd probably feel hard done by but like again yeah. Like I'm not picking the team, so I don't know. Yeah. Um I like Dan was exceptional in the man of the match. So yeah, um yeah, exactly. I don't think he can go wrong with with either really. So it's um, a good complaint to have, really, isn't it? Like yeah. class guys like that coming in, like and there's 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 other guys there waiting in the wings. Yeah. But other standout performance again, I'm we're probably sick of mentioning him. Hugh Keenan was class again yesterday, let's Man. That young fella is just that try. I mean, we can give out the hog. He probably should have watched Capuoza in the, the Wales Italy match. He should have passed that ball back inside, but that's still an incredible tackle from Keenan to put him into touch. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. And that just sums him up. Uh, he's just hard and nuggety. And, and like, I don't like it's probably been harsh, like making him sound like he's just all effort because he's not. He's like, he's a very intelligent player, but um, he's tough as nails. And, and like that, that tackle in the corner just sums him up. Like, just he's the man you want in the trenches. He's so reliable um and he's so he's he gets it now i feel like his rugby intelligence has, has, has gone through the roof <laughs> in the last year and um like from from no you know he was always good but like the trajectory he's taken has just been yeah. phenomenal um, he was even like that so i played sevens with him for a few years and he was always 14 minute man he'd make the most tackles in the game he covered the most meters just unbelievable effort all the time yeah and so it just makes sense like that he just got into the Irish jersey and hasn't come so out so quickly again. as well though like yeah. and it just he hasn't stopped I think he might have had one bad 20 minutes I think in the last like year that's it yeah, against France and he was still that, good like, and he was still <laughs> he was, like, it was bad for him remember yeah he's yeah, like, probably bad by his standards he was yeah. 9 out of 10 he was like but like I mean if we were having a line store this summer like that guy he has to be in the conversation he would be in a conversation to be starting full back that's how good he's been but we've got a clip actually of Johnny Sexton from after the game obviously talking about and reflecting on how far Ireland have come over the last couple of seasons yeah it's it's a very tight bunch you know we've we've come from some low times you know you got to remember like we it was only a couple of years ago we were being written off you know the coaches been written off the captain was being written off the the team was being written off wrong man you know everything so you know it's pretty pretty fickle sport isn't it um you know so we we will keep our feet grounded because we know how fickle it is and uh but like i said i'm, I'm just proud of this to be a part of this group and and um yeah it's a very special atmosphere in there
Yeah, bit, bit of an old dig there to be there from Johnny, unlike him. Uh, <laughs> I would say. No, no, it's not, it's not a dig, but like I suppose he's, he's right when he's saying, because we did, we did write him off two years ago to a certain extent, didn't we? Yeah, I think he's been written off a few times in his career uh, and, and he's always come out uh, firing from it. He definitely used it as motivation. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's the game. It's like you're you're on top of the world and then like a couple of bad results and your your own mother's writing you off. Like, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Like it's... it's uh, <laughs> It's how it goes, like uh, the, you know, with the, with the with everything though, you know, when when the momentum's with you, you gotta enjoy it, but just understand that you're only a couple of losses away from exactly. everything turning on you. Yeah. Seems like a very good mindset. It seems like he's very protective of the Irish team in the way he's speaking. There, he's like, yeah. they seem to be really happy. But even yesterday, watching the game, he kicked an early fifty twenty two into the corner, and he was cheering as if they won the game. Like, and then I also noticed there was a set piece move they had going towards the twenty two in the second half and James Lowe ran the line and got in the way and knocked on the ball. Mm. And he was screaming at James Lowe, like running back, screaming at him, pointing at him. And I was like, geez, this guy's 36. He's been mm. playing for how many years at the top of the game and he still cares that much. That's what makes him Johnny Sexton though. Like mm. you don't get to be a Johnny Sexton. You don't get to the level he's got to and win what he's won. Yeah. Unless you're that driven and that competitive every day, no matter who you're playing, no matter he's, what. He's always that training as well. Like you, you get that, like he would have given the same uh, given out to for for doing that in training, regardless, you know, it was the same reaction. You, you know, it wouldn't matter. It means just as much practicing as it does in the moment. Um, it's kind of funny. He chased them back and give out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, I've been on the receiving end of views. Like you know, when you've gotten something wrong, but like that's what drives the whole. That's like he's driving the standards there, uh, and like that's like. What makes the team so good from the inside is that level of expectation that he drives. Um, and say, yeah. say now, for instance, at the end, he missed a kick pretty badly for him to miss. Would anyone say it to him, be like, Johnny, not good enough, man? <laughs> no, well, if... Anyone have the balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a few senior players in there. Like, I'm sure back in the day, I'm sure they're having a crack, crack with it there. after, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I doubt anyone's Nothing. coming for him too hard. Jeez, he does enough right that he yeah, probably yeah. cancelled that out a million times over. Imagine that. Um, looking, um, looking at Scotland, lads, obviously, um, you know, we can reflect on Ireland and complain that they might have made a few mistakes and maybe they weren't at their best, but Scotland were pretty poor and I think maybe a lot of that might come down to the fact that I don't know if you heard the WhatsApp or the stuff that went around during the week and but Hogg and Ali Price and Finn Russell and all them staying out for a few beers and not coming home and it was in the press. Hogg was actually asked about that after the game like, and uh, it was a bit petulant. <clears throat> What's out there is out there. I think for us we'll just remain everything that we want to, to remain in-house. I think for us if we're if we're concentrating on that then um, you know, we, we've just put on a you know a fairly good performance that we're proud of. Large majority of that game, um, and we've talked a lot about building towards the the summer tour and Nottingham internationals. So, um, yeah, that's all we're focused on. Don't know how many times I'm going to say that. I apologise and put my hand up. I knew I made a mistake. Um, as leader of the side, I'm barely disappointed by what happened, but um, I can't sit here and say that I'd, that I'm not disappointed. You know, for me, I, I was I was annoyed. I was frustrated. Um, but yeah, like I can't go back and change anything. So the longer we dwell on it, then you know I know exactly what you're after here, and you're not you're not going to get it. Last question. No more. Okay, thank you. Thanks, guys. Oh, I'm not miss that. Oh, <laughs> said just yeah, I'm not going to miss that. Oh, look, I think I mean like I'm not trying to give out about Hog. Like I love Hog as a player. He's class. He's a brilliant captain, a lion. But like. This is the first time that we've really spoken about it and he's been in front of the media after the match. I think, like, yeah, 
he apologised, but like there was no need to be. It's like he was. Why are you asking me this question? It's your job. You have to ask that question. And they just got beaten with a bonus point to Ireland. You have to answer those questions and not be so aggressive, I suppose. Is he? Do you not think so? I don't know. As yeah. you're, you're still it's in hard, the game now. It's hard to know unless you're in that situation, probably yeah. how you're going to react. Uh, it's obviously a touchy subject, so he's clearly not comfortable yeah. um, answering it. Like, I don't know. There's probably like, how do you answer that? I think, you know, I think you answered it right, but when you're caught out, like, and they were caught out, and they made a mistake, you just answer it and go, yeah, look, I apologise. And it's like, don't be kind of yeah, yeah. as petulant as you are, as in, who are you to ask me this question? It's like, well, like we're pretty, yeah. pretty right. They're pretty right to ask that question. You're going from different sides. You're coming from media side. You're yeah, from so that's what it's like. Nice, it's nice to get inside yeah. the head, like, and of, of both sides and try and figure out, okay, how this is how I'd approach it, this is how I feel about it. Like, and as you, as a player, yeah. if you were caught out in this situation, like, would you feel like, you owe anything to the media or you'd be like, no, like, I apologise, piss off. Do you think it's a fair question? <laughs> oh, it's definitely a fair question. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think, like, that's, is that, that straight after the game? Yeah. But, like, he's just got, like, beaten in international. Yeah. We're not so, like, you're in. already going in in a bit of a fouler and then you're getting asked about, like, drinking something that you're not that happy about, like, <laughs> drinking or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's probably quite internally punished already in the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the captain as well, though, at the same time. Like, I mean, if that happened with Johnny Sexton, Johnny Sexton wouldn't behave that way. Like, you're not going to, because he has the onus upon him as the captain. And, like, and it's different if you're a player. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, well, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying if you're an international captain, you do have to... I don't know, yeah, shine don't yourself know. in a better light, maybe. Yeah, well, obviously you shouldn't have gone, why don't you make a beers during the campaign of Six Nations? Like, yeah, well, I, I think it's important. I think it's good for like um, yeah. like morale and, and like celebrating the the victories or the losses together. And like, yeah, I think there's definitely a place for it. And like, mm. I do get what you're saying. Like, the the media is part of like the the whole engine of, of what it is. And like, especially as a captain, like you do all response. But yeah, at, at the same time, it's like you got to be yourself. So at least yeah. he's been himself there. You know. It, you can see it is obviously Just, there's no right answer really pissing them off yeah so yeah. um yeah it's, it's tough one like you know yeah. you get in a sticky situation it's like what do you do he doesn't want to throw anyone under the bus He's obviously getting it from both ends. He's just kind of really wanted, wanted to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to see a bit of spice and personality. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like he, was, he was all grand about it then. I think that'll be boring as well. Yeah, like, yeah. At least he's, you can see he's obviously a bit disappointed or pissed off about it. What was the full story? Someone stayed out, you said? Uh, I think, yeah, there was a few of them, a few of the senior pairs that went out and then I think it was Russell or something, that's why he got dropped, ended up staying out like, and they got warned to come home even though they were told not to go out in the first place because yeah. they had team beer so they obviously overdid it and kept going and I'm only speculating now, I don't know the full story but yeah, yeah. this is what happened like, and it was in the Scottish papers and stuff and yeah. I just think the whole thing kind of didn't go down well in Scotland and it's just that was his first opportunity really to come out and apologise yeah. properly, maybe, I suppose. I don't know. Nah, sure. Look, look let's, 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 let's move on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a few beers. Let's move on. No, there uh, the, the uh, Australians were over here years ago and like Scott Fardy was telling us about it and the Honey Badger and a few others were caught in coppers. Yes. And they went out and smoked on <laughs> They were like, was that on the, like, the Wednesday or the Thursday they it. were out? And then yeah. they went out and beat Ireland by 10 points or something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, like, go both I teams. remember that. <laughs> it was actually, that story was on, it was actually on House of Rugby UK. I remember watching the, the clip where it came out, but I even, like, I was chatting to Will Guinea, I remember a few months back, and he was telling me before, when he came over for the November Internationals years ago, he was making his debut for Australia. And, but he was class, already class, like, and he knew he was in the starting team. And like the night before the game, like he comes down the stairs and George Smith is there, suited and booted, ready to go. And he's like, you know, put the on night your- before the game? I think it was either the night before or two nights before the game, something mm. that I'm not 100%. Two nights, sure. But uh, he's basically like, yeah, 
go put on your suit, there's drinks. And he's like, when George Smith says you drink, you drink. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Without the shirt, there, I think he got a, he ended up getting mad at the match that game. No he was way. like, yeah, whatever. Absolutely smoked England. Like, but, yeah. you know. But that is the thing. The old school, you'd know better than me now, James, but the old school rugby is like, you have to have the fun side of it as well. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what builds morale, like yeah. team socials, things like that. I'm not that much older than you. She's fun age. It's why you're 21, where you're going on here. What I meant is you're much longer, illustrious career than me. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy where it's now. Getting back to the game itself, lads, uh, looking at the bench impact again, obviously, Conor Murray, good off the bench again. Um, right, yeah. Todd Killer was good. Uh, played well off the bench. Henshaw was class off the bench again. Yeah. Like it's, it's so mad that Henshaw yeah. is on the bench at the moment, but at the same time, it would be unfair to drop Gary the way he's playing. But to have someone of Robbie Henshaw's quality and standard, mm. Irish Player of the Year, we're saying it every week, like your starting line, like yeah, it's crazy. I, what the bench Irish bench reminded me of now is when South Africa won the World Cup and they called it the bomb squad. Yeah. They come on yeah. and they just kill like everything around them as if it's a bomb. And that's what seemed like Henshaw came on, was so aggressive. Murray was even aggressive, which is weird to see that side of him. Um, uh, got the bonus point try as well, Murray does. Got the bonus yeah. point try, yeah. like they were incredible. So it's just good to see that Ireland have that bench coming now, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, like the hunger as well, because like lads fighting back for places. So um, yeah, when you're fired up, there's always like that extra like that's few it, percent yeah. coming out in you. But, uh, yeah, they did, like we said earlier, like the depth in that squad at the minute is mm. great, and yeah. like they're still missing a few through injury. Yeah, um, so like that's an even even brighter side to it all. Looking ahead to New Zealand, guys, is there anyone there we think that still hasn't got a chance and should get a chance? Like I know we had Conor Oliver on the show last week, and he's someone we've been hoping and gets in and gets a chance. Like you know, I think New Zealand. It's this is a summer tour. Then you've got an, an autumn nations and a six nations, and that's a bloody World Cup. Yeah, so it's probably a real good opportunity now to bring guys over. For a three or four week tour to New Zealand, anyone like you, mm -hmm. anyone in Leinster that would pop up, you think deserves a shot? Well, we asked you straight up. Do you want to play for Ireland again, or what do you think? Yeah, about? yeah, you know, I, I would love to. Um, yeah. I think it's a very competitive position. Obviously, I'm in at the minute, but yeah, I've I've every aspiration to put on a green jersey again. Um, mm. yeah, and it's, it's something that I keeps uh, keeps there. me motivated yeah. and keeps the juice flowing like hundred percent. One or two um, injuries, man. That's like it. You're always in yeah, an injury two away. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll definitely be keeping the head down and, and do my best. But um, mm. in Leinster, like I, I feel it's probably uh, like Ross Maloney has been a, a standout for us for probably like three seasons now. I feel. When I say he's two hundred caps, he, I don't think he's two hundred, no. but he's definitely well over hundred. Oh yeah, well over hundred. Yeah, um, but like. He hasn't got a camp for Ireland. Yet. No, not yet. But he, he, you know, he he's tipping in around camp. Uh, mm. Like he's he's like for for a second row, his bread and butter. Like he's phenomenal mm. at. And I just feel like he he he's someone now. I bet you if he he got a break, he'd absolutely take off. I think um, he deserves it, man. He's just been plugging out at Leinster every week. Yeah, man. yeah, and like consistently one of the one of the best performers. Like he talks mm. stats. So he's always like top of the stats. Um, yeah. Then is like the young guys like John McCarthy in our second row. Uh, he only he's yeah. like only four caps. Yeah. Okay. And I just ask you about him, like, as in like, what is he? Six foot? Is he like nearly as nearly as tall as Toner? Is he six foot uh, ten or something? No, like no, no. Oh, sorry. Well, he's like, still like, oh, ah, he's only six 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 seven. <laughs> yeah, like he's only like he's like he's like he got called into the squad to train there last week alongside Ross. Like, and I'm hearing yeah. that this guy like people are saying that he could next potentially be like our answer to like a South African. Like, really. What do they call like the they call their the enforcer? Enforcer, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but he's again, he's probably like the like thickest when I say not in his personality, his actual like skirt of his like <laughs> arms and legs of yeah. Irish person that I've ever met. Really, he just like made a different stuff, and he actually has a younger brother as well. 
who's a tight head. Uh, I was watching like the senior cup, seems to be like good player as well. So he's got a good good genes there. But yeah, anyway, Joe's come in, um, got an opportunity, and he's just taken it with both hands. Like he's been absolutely like brilliant for us in four games. But he's yeah. been like one of the best players for, in four games. Could he so. be a James Ryan kind of guy? Like and just kind of go get him in there. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, but again. Like who he need he need a, a bit of luck probably to get him in there and like who do you take yeah. out like more kind of thing and I think that's probably been the unlucky thing for Ross is that it's like he's been so good for so long but it's like who do you who do you take out yeah um, to put him in yeah um, that's the issue do you think this New Zealand tour is going to be looking ahead to the World Cup and bringing the top fellas or is it to try out young guys say like. Gavin Coombs is someone that comes to mind who might go down yeah. or like a Fanine Witchley who's playing really well as well. Do you think they'll try and bleed those guys in or stay with the top lads and get them ready for the World Cup? You'd think they'd, they'd have a mixture. Uh, mm. Keep like the... Because it's New Zealand as well. Like, it's not yeah. Everyone's going to want a tour. That's the problem. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you don't want to go out down there and get absolutely like hosed either. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'd say a mixture of like Get blood and a few young guys like as you said um, like Gavin Coombs yeah. um, they might bring a massive squad down like 40, 50 lads maybe yeah, I, maybe yeah so like, you don't have to, probably don't have the money yeah I was about to say that you wouldn't know <laughs> the Irish view don't have the money yeah. Amazing, like. yeah but like the yeah to, to, like I'm sure it'll be a good mix of young and old blood a few young lads and then keep the, the other lads battle hardened and like playing like top top end games yeah. um, it'd be interesting I, I can't see them going all young no yeah, um, not when it's New Zealand like if it was Lance's a different tour like, like yeah. you're going to get down there with all like new cappers and stuff like that but mm. um, I'll be a class tour like whoever's on it's going to be an, an unbelievable tour and like yeah. what experience it's cool to see everyone itching to go we had Ross Byrne on a few weeks ago and he's itching to get back in the Irish team as yeah. well like, so. oh man like th there's another one sorry like the both Rosses uh, have been like phenomenal performers for Leinster for the last like three seasons exactly, um, yeah. yeah and I'm like the, all you can do is just keep playing well and then like yeah. hopefully you know you get your shot and and that's it I think it's that, that second layer of Irish rugby is just so good at the moment like all of even, like you even yourself. the third layer even yeah. the third layer you can go down like you can literally go down three layers now and go if there's a lot of injuries that guy can slot in no problem yeah it's really that's cool that's amazing like and I think yeah. it's something that we, I, we go back to depth 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 but like we actually do have incredible depth pretty much across I'd say every single position yeah. bar maybe like the only the only one position where there's a big gap is Johnny but Joey is stepping up now. Mm. You still have Ross is getting better. Harry is still there. But speaking of that, know? you see Joey coming on at 15 at the weekend. Yeah. Mm. It's a mad, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. What'd you make it Johnny didn't want to come off. <laughs> that was probably it, was it? Well, like Joey's, uh, he played a bit of 15 before he left um, yeah. to go to Munster. And yep. he was like very, very good there. So I think he can play like multiple positions. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm not really yeah, sure what I the just, dynamic was, but like he can definitely <laughs> do more than one position. Like, Yeah. I, no, he has played 15. When I, Played 20s and we played a bit of 15 as well. But yeah. I was just like, not putting him for 10 minutes at 10. Yeah. Because like, that's what we're looking at him for. But I presume Johnny just didn't want to come that off. Was it. So. That was it. Yeah. Well, look, we better move on to, there was two other games. Uh, one other game that unfortunately, we didn't think it was going to happen, but England couldn't do a job against France. And I don't think they ever really were going to do a job. Jamie Heaslip called them rudderless again. Um, I don't think England have been great. I think... They maybe are. Is it should they pull the plug? Are they in trouble? Like with Eddie Jones? Are they getting their selections wrong? What do you think? What do you make of England throughout the Six Nations? It's been very poor, uh, to be honest. The yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on at the minute with them. But like, I think like teams in general go through cycles, and I think at the moment they're probably. Um, 
I don't know if they're on the downward or have they leveled out, but from where they were, um, they're definitely in a rebuilding phase. Um, you know, maybe they're thinking long term for for the World Cup and, and they're just like trying to blood new lads in. But um, I think even like the the brand of rugby they're playing is just like when you look at like France or or Ireland mm. or even Scotland, like. They're so much better to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, kicking everything yesterday, and they weren't good kicks. They were no. kicks to nothing. And like even from Marcus Smith, he was putting in three or four crossfield kicks. Like, and they weren't even close. Yeah. They were either bouncing out into touch, or they were just straight into a French hand every time. Yeah, I, um, yeah, and like I'm actually, I'm like you're almost happy when you're watching that. You don't want a team that's playing that brand like to do well. No. Um, like, you know, I know South Africa kind of won the World Cup doing that, but like you'd, you'd prefer to see... Uh, England aren't as big as South Africa. They can't yeah, really no. use that style of play. No, like, no. Yeah. And like, yeah, the pack isn't the, as, as motor in the same way it was like when they were at their peak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like it's hard to put the finger on like what's going on, but uh, it's whatever it is, it's not working anyway. Yeah. Like, and they, yeah. they, Looking at, um, at the game itself. So, I mean, France didn't seem to look like they really got out of first gear in the first half. They weren't brilliant, but... Tries from Fiku, tries from Cross. Didn't look like England were going to do much. Second half then, Freddie Stewart, actually, they scored a great try to Freddie Stewart. Really well-worked try. But then, look as as it looked like they are going to get back into it, who else pops up other than DuPont like, with a, a bit of magic? Like, and that was yeah. it. Sign scene delivered. Grand slam yeah. in the bag, first in 12 years. Yeah, it was first half was poor out of France. They had a lot of handling errors. They were creating the things like they always do. But then they were yeah. dropping it. I was like, this is really weird for France. And you said they just turned it on then. Their top fellas stepped up. Aldrich was unbelievable again. Unbelievable, yeah. He's oh, just, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying DuPont there for his try. But it was all Aldrich that did that. Like, yeah, true. And then, yeah, it was just like, it's everything though, isn't it? It's like the Aldridge, exactly as you said, picked, like it was saw the the like the guy at the edge of the rock had overfallen, gone. But again, straight, like they just seem to know where each other. It's obviously it's an instinct thing, uh, from yeah, like throwing offloads from being a kid upwards. Cause like as soon as they turn, there's always that person on the shoulder, yeah. and that person is always at full tilt. So <laughs> it's like they just How how do they keep scoring tries? Like they've scored the majority of their tries up the middle of the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, the, that has to be so hard really to good. do. The rook is really good. And uh and, and fairness, that's one thing that we didn't say in in about Ireland is Ireland's rook in the last two years has become one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um, that's on both sides of the ball. Like they're the pressure they're putting on in defence and their attack rook. They're creating so many opportunities, but because they're just cleaning people off their feet, yep. and then you're attacking against less people, and it's as simple as that. They're just really effective in that. I think France are very effective, mm. hitting soft shoulders, and then there's yeah, always exactly. under there. and then clearing two lads, two ginormous lads, cleaning the deep, and then you have Dupont and all these giants running through those gaps mm. and like throwing offloads, yeah. and then like. What's really impressive, I think, with France is that mm. they don't mind throwing the ball back and it lands on the ground. They just yeah, pick just get it up. Someone exactly. picks up and they go Off again. They just go. something with it, which is but mad. Yeah. Like. It's, it's nice well, like, when you look at like the kind of what they have in their back line. You've got someone like Penno, like who can take space outside, who can step inside. Then you've got someone like Villiers coming off the wing and Dupont. They're not just backs. They're like, they're like Dupont's as strong as a bloody six like, for the yeah. size of him. And so is Villiers. So they barely even need much of a soft shoulder. If it's just a little bit of a gap there, they can actually burst their way through. And then if they don't get the whole way, there's a support runner there as well. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really like how do you defend against that? What do you do? Like it's I just tough. can't I can't with Dubont and Entomac playing. I can't see weakness in their team. Yeah, can you spot one? Where, they, still have, they, they still have Jalabert as well to, yeah. to come in. I said Entomac defending happens. So like how do you beat France looking at the head to the World Cup? Like yeah, like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hard. Like you you need to kick very well against them. Um, 
and then yeah it's it's like the amount of breakdown threats they have as well like you you know you you, you get around them and, and you make a few yards up the edge and then like Fiku or Aldridge or someone, you know, is if you just switch off for a second, turn over, cool. then yeah. they're kicking it down the field and like yeah. you're defending and they just get like build that momentum. And then once the momentum goes, you need a day where they're dropping balls. Like that's like against England, like that's a, that's a day where you're kind of beating where it's not really clicking yeah. for them. You're putting a bit of pressure on them uh, and then you just need to take all your chances. Take all um, your penalties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like every time you're in their 22, you need to be coming away with points. And yeah. um, that seems to be the way, but. Are they the best team in the world at the moment, lads, or is the Silla Springboks? I'll tell you, they're the most informed team. Yeah. Uh, like, that's is that a too soft of an answer? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do your, I, do your thing, get them off the fence. I know, get yeah, them get off the fence. fence. Yeah, I think <laughs> so when South Africa won the World Cup, I think they're better than what France are now. But South Africa, we haven't seen them in a while. So it's going to, the next, what, nine to 12 months, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to tell a lot. And we're not even talking about New Zealand, like. Yeah, you can never rule New Zealand out. Like, it'd be interesting yeah. to see what they're like in Ireland this summer. It's going to be very interesting because we haven't seen much of them at their best in a yeah. while. They're building down there, I'd say. Yeah. They're always like, building. They're New Zealand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're looking at World Cup. We pissed them off in the Aviva there a couple of months ago. So I can't wait. The next year of international is going to be really exciting. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. going to be some amazing. Big games, some, some big November games already been lined up as well. Like, so like everything building up to this. this what is it? What's, what's left of the World Cup now? Is there like not even 18 months? Building up now to the World Cup, like so, it's going to be yeah. an interesting into the cycle. Exactly, <laughs> without a doubt, yeah. like. But uh, moving on to the best game of the weekend, the most <laughs> ex exhilarating, thrilling game of the weekend: Italy beat Wales, twenty-two, twenty-one. Uh, First over, game, like, come on, lads, come on, Italy. Thirty-six game losing streak. They haven't won the Six Nations since twenty fifteen. Their first what? win in it's their first win in seven years, and they haven't won. Yeah, sorry, it's their first win in seven years in total. First the point, Nations. I think. First, win, first point in the Six Nations. Like, they haven't done anything. Like, it's just, it's incredible. Like, you can see that's why it meant what it meant to them. I mean, I'm sorry, like, Wales were absolutely useless. Yeah. If that if they played like that against uh, an elite level nation, if that was Ireland, they would have put 70 or 80 points past them. That's, yeah. how, that's how poor they were. Not taken away from Italy. Mm. Italy were good. That, that kid, Capuosa, I mean, that break at the end. Yeah, he's yeah, Capuoso. Yeah, I probably pronounced that wrong. Capuoso, Capuoto, Capuoso. We all know Capuoso. All the way pronounce it. Everyone seems to pronounce it differently depending yeah. on what channel you're listening to. But. He is incredible, <laughs> man. Yeah, like, every, not even that try at the end that he set up. Even mid game when he was messing around <laughs> in, the, in the try line, he popped it off to Ioanni. Even playing against Scotland, he scored two tries off the bench. He is incredible. Like him. There's rumors he signed for Toulouse as well on a three-year deal. He's with uh, Grenoble at the moment in D2. So he's already been snapped up. He's only 22 yeah. and he looks 12. He's, he's so actually 22. <laughs> the way he runs is just so smooth. Like it's just yeah. incredible to see. But him, Cabrisi, as you said, Ioanni's there. Ioanni's class. They have a great little team there now. And think, I was in Aviva Stadium watching it on the TV before Ireland played. The cheer out of the stadium when Italy won was the biggest cheer of the day. Like yeah, it was yeah. insane. Everyone's just so happy because Italy had been written off in everything for the last couple of weeks. For the last couple of years. Yeah, dog. Italy, yeah. Italy yeah. shouldn't be in the Six Nations. They're not good enough. So it's just really good for rugby, I think. It is. Yeah. What do you make of that narrative, James? Are you on those people like I'm sick and tired of people giving all about Italy, like and I'm I'm more like give them a chance. I think so is Greg. Are you like that as well? You sick of people saying get them out of the Six Nations? Well, yeah, well, people are always gonna have something to say. Um but like it's what's the alternative as well? It's like, I don't know. South Africa like, or Georgia, the two teams that have been mooted the last few years. Like. Yeah, yeah, but like realistically, like what you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think like it's a they're a great part of Six Nations. I think like even from the um, 
like the, the stadium over there and like the trip to Rome and everything like it's special like I actually that's my only Six Nations guys playing over there and like it's it's just what to say like that must be like a class trip like I mean yeah, to, yeah. to be able to go over to Rome and play a rugby match for your country yeah. that must be pretty cool yeah it is unbelievable and and like they're they're 100% building as well like the it's actually chatting to Dan earlier and he was talking about like he was, wasn't surprised that they won in terms of like their performance against uh, against Ireland performance against France um, like something was, has been coming there for a while. I think they've been close a good few times. So they were sticking in every game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like delighted for them. Like they, I couldn't fathom what it's like to play and lose that many games in a row. Thirty six, especially yeah. like I mean, losing thirty six games in a row as a club. Like at least you get a chance to follow a week. Like they'd lose a block of five games and then have to wait another you know yeah. six months or a year to get another block of five games or six games. Then lose them again. Then wait another six months or a year. So like, imagine all that yeah. time in between. Yeah, and hopefully they learn something from it because like you yeah. definitely, you definitely lost games in the last five minutes where you like losing. It almost comes a habit where you know you don't have the confidence to close the game out or whatever. And first they stuck to their game plan, hoof ball. Uh, hope for the best. Kind yeah. of, but they did for they kept them in the game though, and, and they were very like tactical and, and clever about that. And then wait for the opportunity to come and have a few X-Factor players. And, yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. They used to just live off preset for yeah. what ten years. Yeah, and now they have. Uh, Really good talent littered throughout the team. Like, yeah. So it's great. It's great to see. But, and it's so good that they've won the last game of the Six Nations now. So it gives them a good few months just to relish off that. Be Enjoy happy it. with their effort. Like, and it shuts everyone up. Even shuts us up. We were saying Italy aren't up for it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. kind of... Kieran Crowley lads has to be a coach that people are going to look out for because he went in over to Benetton, won the Rainbow Cup with them, brought him into Italy. Now he's after like, that's probably... One probably the best, well, it's the best Six Nations they've had in seven years because they've got to win. Yeah. So he's obviously like he's obviously doing something right. Like he's obviously able to 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 reflect on these players and get them play good Spot rugby. Talent, That's yeah. it. But uh, the, the the big part, uh, the biggest part of that match actually happened after the game. It was uh, the incident with uh, Josh Adams and what did I say, Capuzzo, 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 yeah, Capuzzo. But um, on 68 minutes, Josh Adams scored a try. And Josh, in fairness, Josh Adams, he probably was one of Wales's better players. Scored what looked to be the winning try. And we all times I I thought it was done. <clears> and then obviously Capuzzo, Capuzzo pops up with that. That, that amazing run and then that try to win it. But after they get, they, sorry, with five minutes left, uh, who was on commentary? Was it Jonathan Davies? Jonathan da yeah, Jonathan Davies was com on commentary for BBC. He gave Josh Adams man of the match. But then he decided after the game to give his medal to Capuzzo. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's class. Yeah, it's such a class, I think. Um, probably like a serious memento. If I'm not sure. He, I, I, only saw, I saw a little clip that you couldn't really tell if he accepts it or not. But yeah, like... I think you're only like you're everyone is human like when you see how much it means to them you know that that man of the match medal doesn't not that it doesn't mean it to him but like it's going to mean a lot more to someone who's yeah. scored touch a try for that big a moment for for your countries um, yeah touch class yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool to see how much it means to them. And even when Gabrisi scored the conversion, which he did with such balls as well, just stepped up, banged it straight through. <laughs> yeah. He just fell to the ground crying. It's yeah. like, just feel for these guys, like, yeah, yeah. how hard it must be. Clever passing the ball inside as well, like yeah. the making the line break, but also having the division to not Absolutely. just go for himself, to actually give it inside yeah. for the easier conversion. Exactly. Like, just would have been like, Sweetie, sweetie bum time taking a <laughs> kick from the corner to, to win for the yeah, first time and yeah. whatever. That's a 22 year old kid like who like somehow like you make that like Hail Mary run in the first place. Yeah. So like to, to, as you said to have the wear at all to stop and go oh wait 
we need the we need the kick back inside because if you watch it, he could have scored that no problem. Yeah, yeah, no that's what problem. I was thinking as well. I was yeah. like, he's gonna take it to the house, you know, yeah. have his own highlight real moment. Yeah, Very swan dive into the swan. corner. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. go easy, yeah. off you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in there. They, they missed, the, they missed, yeah. missed the kick and then game over. Greg <laughs> would have been in the corner, swan <laughs> dive. Hey, look yeah. at look at Stuart Hogg against Ireland. As we said earlier, I mean Stuart Hogg was in that situation. He ended up getting burst into Dutch, but yeah, the pass was on was on inside for him. I was gonna say there's a lot of lads that would have taken that try now for the highlight reels. Class. Fair play to Italy. Um, we'll take a look, quick look back on the, the tournament itself. So like, obviously, you know, we touched a good bit on Ireland, but uh, who do you think, lads, was the best overall player for Ireland throughout the Six Nations? Like Hugo Keane would be up there. Um, I thought, who else was exceptional? Jamison Gibson Park was very, very good. I think Ty Furlong was very good. Why don't you make it the whole Ty Furlong thing last week with Genge? The uh, scrum. Cheating. They were cheating. Jim cheating. It's frustrating, yeah. Like, you know, like the lot, like, yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating when you're um, when you're playing against the scrum and like, you know, they're manipulating the visuals to the ref and getting rewarded for it. But how easy is it to get away with stuff like that in the front row? Um, it must be because I think they went back and reviewed it. They said three out of the six penalties should have gone Ireland. Yeah, 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 yeah. She came out and said that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So like. It's when you're, when you're, it is dark arts, and like some days it goes for you, some days it goes against you. But like in the moment, you're just trying to problem solve. Into like it's as you said, street rules. Like it's yeah. doing whatever you can to um, to paint good pictures, but at the same time get away with enough cheating that it's uh, if if they're you're, if they're, it's cheating against you, like, you got to do something to, to counteract it. And like why would anyone um, want to be a front row? Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why yeah, do, yeah. Why do like, you do it? Like <laughs> that's like that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Like we're able to solve the problems. Yeah, um, he wasn't yeah. able to solve. No, problems. I know, I know. But you know, he'll learn from that. And like the next time, he guaranteed. Like we've yeah. had our darkest days uh, as a front row. You learn the most from. And yeah. that's like you know you, you mightn't think that it wasn't sorry not it wasn't solving the day but there'd be plenty more days like that ahead if you didn't know how then okay you sit down you go through it all and you're like okay this happens again this is what we'll do or yeah. we'll set up like this or all the different things you can kind of do to help yourself but we have to kind of go through that unfortunately to yeah. to hopefully now that'll like solve a problem down the line whether it be a World Cup game yeah. or another Six Nations game we'll have a solution for it that we didn't have before it's a good time but, to learn yeah. It's very frustrating when you're in a game and, and the refs <laughs> oh. hanging you off the park and you're like, what am I doing? I, you know, sometimes you could tell them before the match, but like, they might try to do this. We've seen them do it before and they're like, yeah, no, we know that. And then they do it and you're like, they're pinged. doing it and they're like, no, pinging you back <laughs> oh, 10, back oh, 10. Right. You're just like, oh. Why would you be a problem? It's going to be box office as the next time we've got Furlong and Genji on a pitch together. Like, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how far. Like, yeah, I don't think he's going to take it too well. I'd say that was his first ever poach on the weekends where he was literally laughing himself big <laughs> game. Like, almost like found himself over the ball. Uh, <laughs> oh, things, but, uh, yeah, he was class. Also, thought Gary Ringrose was very good the whole campaign. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Gary's been a consistent performer for a long time. He just goes about his business, just yeah. does it every game. Yeah. You do keep someone like Robbie Henshaw. Like, I mean, like, I'd say, mm. like, he, he, you saw how good Robbie was when he came off the bench, but he just couldn't drop Gary. Yeah. Gary just kept performing and kept doing his job. And you're like, I'm sorry, like, you can't, as good as Henshaw is, you can't drop someone who's playing as well as Gary was playing. So yeah. he made it very difficult for Andy Farrell to drop him, which is yeah. a sign of a good player. I think exactly. Johnny as well, uh, like, we probably take it from Grant a bit, um, like, yep. in the difference in that, like, Italy game when he came on. Just like started, you know, we felt like we, we struggled to play against like uh, the 13 men in the end. But like, we, you know, we we're forcing passes and stuff. And it just seemed like 
the difference when he came on. It was just all of a sudden just taking to the line, picking people off, and then we were just running in in, uh, yeah. in scores. And, and he just makes the team flow, I think, so well. Any team that he's in, he makes it flow yeah. so well. And, Someone else I thought was amazing who got injured halfway through was Porter. Yeah. I thought yeah. he's massive. He's, he's, he's on a different, he's maybe yeah. like brought his game to a whole other level in the last mm. six, seven months. Yeah, definitely. What's, um, what's, what's he like in training? Ports? Yeah, yeah he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but like the the whole, like, fairness, he's probably two sets of front rows that are like class. So Your sponge sessions must yeah, be absolutely yeah, that's insane. It, like, so <laughs> they are, the sponge <laughs> sessions are great. So, um, Oh, it's good for everyone because like drives everyone on and like you have to be top notch or you're getting eaten alive and like we all have days like that English day except in in the in the scrummaging session you're kind of looking at yourself and like how am I going to solve this but yeah helps you figure it all out amazing um, but yeah and then I'd say like the both the hookers as well were were uh, had like a great campaign so yeah um, what about um, best overall pair lads I think like for me. I think Villiers, I think like I'm writing the team of the week, so Rugby Joe, he's the only player I think that's been in the squad, been in the team of the week every week. I think he's been incredible. Anyone for you? Well, besides Dupont. Yeah. Oh, we had oh. stopped talking about Dupont, though. It's like talking about O'Driscoll and saying he's the best centre ever. We have to just take Dupont out of the conversation, so outside of Dupont. Yeah. I, I don't think you can take him out of the you conversation. You can, because we're yeah. sick of talking about him. Okay. Well, like, outside of Dupont, who do you think was the best player? Yeah. Well, like, why do you have to go away from it? It's the same with like Johnny. It's like when he's that good, he's yeah. good. Like, it's he's true. Got to give true. him props every now and again. It's yeah. just because we need to give someone else a chance in the library. Let's give well, someone else a chance know, to speak about knows, them. Like, you see, you know, he can kick off both feet unbelievably well. So, like, they're, I probably didn't appreciate how good he was off both feet. They had a mall, he's going to box kick off. Dupont. Dupont, uh, yeah. yeah. Toje is up the side. So he takes that ball out of Toje, can just detach and block it down straight away. So he just turns the other way. It's about like two meters from the touchline onto the left peg, sends it down to the halfway line, up, up like 45 meters up. Ah, stop. I, I don't think. I was just like, I didn't even, I didn't even realize. I didn't realize he got but this was his, I was like looking at it, just been like, <sighs> So I was looking at Toji, I've been like, very clever, he's going to get a block down here. And like, not a bother on him, turns it away, <laughs> left peg, the end of the halfway line. Nonchalant. Oh, no bother. Yeah. Clear, exit. <laughs> Easy. Animal. Like, he's yeah. just in a different universe. Yeah, it? just in a different universe. Yeah, yeah. but just even, just, uh, I just kind of, like that really, I always thought he was good, but like that again, just it's the curious. calmness and the execution. Be able to do that, yeah. it's just incredible. He must just have years of just practicing that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is incredible. And it's just, even for his try, get away from Jamie George, speed away from Ben Young's, just in under the post, like, yeah. Yeah. fast as well. But he just he, he powers him, off his leg, he kind of pumps and powers off it. Like. Yeah, besides him, I think it told Jay, his domination of a game from second row. Yeah, just even when England are poor, he's still brilliant. Yeah. Which is like, he's I like said, a back from row. second row. Yeah. Mm. Him, um, and I also think Hugo Keenan, I think it's just, Every game he's good, like, it's eight, eight out of ten every game. Sometimes yeah. he goes ten out of ten, but like, I just think he's incredible. Doesn't drop a ball, to, um, yeah. so they'd be, my, they'd be my two. Do you reckon it'd probably be Japan player in the championship or is there anyone else there that can, we can give her as a chance of taking it off him? I'd give it to him. Yeah, you probably yeah. have to, don't you? Yeah. Besides him now, who else though? Uh, I just can't look past him though. Yeah. I, just, like, I don't want to look past him either. Yeah. So I think he deserves it. Like I think um, you have to appreciate players of like that while you have him in the game. And yeah, he's yeah. I, I think he's he's also like at the top of his game, and he's still got like a long way to go as well. Yeah, um, he's only what is he? Is he twenty five or twenty six? Aldridge, I'd say, is up there as well. I yeah. I'd probably go yeah Aldridge if I want to go apart from the pond because like yeah. he had so many big moments where he got steals and line breaks and offloads. 
Um, I think he had that in nearly every game. He had like maybe three moments where he like changed the game or swung the momentum of the game. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably one of the best back rows in the world at the minute. In form, another there. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So look, we'll move on from the Six Nations. Obviously, we still have to touch on the URC action, but we're going to get stuck into you first with yeah. our 10 questions. Nothing too bad. Um, I'm going to kick things off. Um, apart from the RDS or the Aviva, what club stadium? Do you reckon has the best atmosphere? Like so, based on what's the best ones you played in? Uh, in Ireland, Tom. Anywhere. Ireland, where? Yeah. Um, where is it? Um, oh, I can't remember. We played Clermont. Incredible atmosphere here. Yeah. Like unbelievable. Sea of yellow. Yeah, proper lunatics. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's probably yeah, um, would be the best one. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so. When you joined the Leinster Academy many moons ago, you were big <laughs> <laughs> there. You were a loose head prop. Yeah. Was it always a dream to be a loose head prop, or did you find had to find it difficult transitioning into being a hooker? Uh, the dream was to play on the wing for Man United. <laughs> um, so loose head prop was a pretty far fall from that. Um, but, yeah, but. Um, uh, listen, I listen, yeah, I I went to Newark College and um and like was lucky enough to to start like getting stuck in and I slowly got moved into the I started off in at like seven yeah. and then slowly got moved forward. Um, <laughs> put on the pounds every put year. Put on the pounds, yeah. Well, <laughs> they weren't moving me away, it was more like slowness and ability. It was like, right, we'll put you in here, you might be all right there. So um yeah, I got moved in. Uh they were like it was uh, a teacher of mine, um Derek Sherlock asked me, he's like, oh, would you, like, you know, what would you do to get into junior cup team in second? And he's like, would you willing to play in the front row? So I was like, yeah, obviously. Get so that me was in anywhere. Of, that was, yeah, yeah, the first carrot to get me in. So yeah. that was that was the first move in. And then, yeah, played loose head all the way up. And then um, it was Joe Schmidt then, uh, when I was in third year academy, he said to me, he's like, you know, would you, have you any aspirations to play for Ireland? I said, I do. Obviously, and he said, "Well, I don't think he'll make it as a loose head. I think you should think about moving to hooker." So, wow, that's that was, a bit of a slap of reality. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. But at the same time, it was kind of like, uh, you know, like here's a, a clear path for you if you want to take this. This is what I think you can do. You know, it was it was kind of like it wasn't necessarily a negative uh, spin. It was more you need to change your path mm. uh, if you want to be able to get to here. So yeah. he's like, "I think you can you can do it." And, and as a hooker, so I think change so i That's said cool. yeah yeah i just yeah. i did it that was started throwing the ball that day and then Stop. that was it yeah yeah third year academy you only yeah, started throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's very late to learn that skill man. yeah yeah it's well like skill to pick yeah, up, yeah 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 so um yeah just put in the time but it's funny did like you pick it up quick no no <laughs> it probably took me like four years of playing hooker before i'd look at the ball going out and be like oh Oh, just no. like, oh, no. <laughs> you were playing Leinster senior games. No, no, no. I wasn't necessarily. I probably played a couple now towards the end of it. But like, I was playing with UCD and Leinster A, and uh, yeah, like hating every time the ball go out. Just like, <laughs> oh god, it's like tossing in absolute grenades. <laughs> but then just persist with it. It's like like anything, like practice, yeah. practice, practice. And uh, it's fair play to you, man, getting to Irish level as a hooker. Picking up darts that late into your career. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a very tough skill, man. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, well, like, it's still it's still hard, it's still practicing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting easier. Um, that it's actually that lines up our third question. Like, so just as you were talking about Joe Smith, so the third, third question I have here is you made both your Leinster and your Ireland debut yeah. under Joe Smith. Like um, we all know how good he was, but what was he like to work on under as a coach? Um 
an unbelievable coach. Like his level of detail was crazy. Um, like he had, like you talk about like your your mother or your teacher having eyes in the back of your head. Like his ability to see stuff in real time was just incredible. Like he watching a drill and like he'd be able to tell if he didn't step off his foot at the right time. You hear your man over here didn't start his run on time and your man over there, you know, was d- making a defensive error and he's able to take that picture all at once. It's just scary. That's um, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it was a very intense environment, but like it bred uh, like a lot of the Irish success yeah. that, that we're kind of still reaping the rewards of. So, um, yeah, definitely very intense, but uh, like incredible coach, like in his in his ability to um, to pick teams apart as well, like with levels of detail and like come up with game plans and moves to if someone would tended to be slow at folding or, you know, would tend to bite on certain movements or something like that. He'd see that and come up with a play to uh, like... Incredible level different of level. detail. Yeah, different mm-hmm. level of detail. When he was a world-class coach, you played under. But you also played with countless world-class people in Leinster and in Ireland. Yeah. And I was wondering, who would you say was the most influential? Like, you played with Issa Nasewa, Sexton, obviously. Did you play with Elsom? No. Rocky Elsom? Elsom. No, 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 yeah. I would have been academy <coughs> when he was in Leinster, but I wasn't really trained. I wasn't training with okay. senior squad. Yeah. So who would you say, looking back in your career, who, who was uh, the most influential? Influential on my career? Yeah. Um, I'd say Kev McLaughlin. Well, you're not, yeah. He's like, I could have guessed 100 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, obviously, you have, you have all the stats and they're like unbelievable, um, like rugby players. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've definitely learned loads off them, but like he, how he went about off the pitch stuff and like, uh just like everything he lived by is like um like his his work ethic and like all the extras and all that sort of stuff that he did, would have done um and he also would have been like fair like he would have given me a little bit of advice on different things and like he was always good to to young guys as well i think yeah. he would have definitely had a big uh part to play Ian madigan was actually very good with a lot of the young guys as well offering advice and on different things um, you consider Mads an old fellow, would you? <laughs> Mads, well, he was a few. He was more <laughs> experienced than, than I was. Anyway, he's only, only a couple of years older than me, but yeah. he was. He would have been very good to to our crew um, of like kind of academy and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then like influential in terms of like Leinster and and like driving to a different level, like Isa uh, and Johnny. Not just to repeat what you said, but they would be the two yeah. of like. Play with Drico? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think I did. I, I would have trained, but never, never a game. Um, yeah. No, at that point, I was like the cannon fodder. Like when I go in a thing, <laughs> I'd be, on, I, me, Tyburn, Dan Levy, they'd put like a tackle suit on us. And we'd be sent out to fire the lads up for the <laughs> oh, weekend. Yeah. Like, oh, every stop. Tuesday was like World War Three for us. Class. And it was just cleaning us out like proper. <laughs> Killing us, but like it was, it was good in terms. Of, you, all, you all turn out to be international. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Hard you, to, ha- you have to go through it. it but <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, it was like every Tuesday. It was like World Cup final going out. Oh, yeah, stop. we were the annoying lads going that too much or too hard or in, in training. But that was kind of yeah. like our job for that time. They probably respected you so much after yeah. all that. After a while, probably yeah. But yeah. to start, we were literally just the annoying little young lads that were far too eager. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> nipping at their heels. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, James. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, um, standout moments. What's the, what's you we must have? Do you have one standout moment in your career and go, yeah, that's the moment now? Like, if you were to hang up your roots in the morning and you look back, can you name one? Uh, Champions Cup, winning the Champions Cup. 
Um, I think that. Well, like, yeah, I, I, I can't name one. I, the first cap for Ireland as well. It's like yeah. the, that moment, like standing there, like on the anthems, like that's that'll be hard to stop. Mm. Um, like family there and stuff, quite an emotional moment. Um, Six Nations in Rome was that that one? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. It was um, we're playing against Canada in, um, in Dublin, in an, auto, in an auto game in Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that yeah. in Dublin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was big, and um, but then with Leinster, definitely, yeah, winning the Champions Cup, like that was a huge moment. Um, it's funny, like I, I'd have a few moments that I treasure, like as well, where like big moments in games, like you know, winning a turnover or yeah. like something like that. Like, yeah, love that. Live for live for those kind of moments as well, yeah, like yeah. In, in big games. Especially That's ones cool. you can reflect back on and go, that actually was a game changing moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you, you're you in feel the that? Do you feel that in the game? Do you ever, like, 100%. think that was a game changing moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when you're in the trenches, like defending, like one of them would have been against like Toulouse, getting like a, they you know they're coming back into the game and I'm getting a turnover, I've been part of a turnover, um like this, it's a, like such a good feeling and like you know it's like a big moment in the game. Yeah, it's like um, a drunk I'd say, is it? Just like yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, like ah, some lads will run in the try. So I don't, <laughs> don't get that feeling ever. So like I'm living living for those kind of moments. Penalties, and turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, going a little bit off the rugby um, pass for a moment. If anyone follows you on Instagram, they'd see that you got into the sea a lot during February yeah. for Freezebury, I think it's called. Can you tell us what that's even about? Was it not horrifically cold? <laughs> well, it's pretty cold in February. Yeah, miserable. I think I'm all seed out for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, we did it for, for charity. Uh, I'll explain that in a second. But the, the challenge um, came about. Uh, Damien Brown, he, he would, I would have played him in Leinster. Oh, he did um, the, the thing where he, he straight rolled, across, he rolled yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, rolled yeah. across the Atlantic. Um, but he was in talking to us and uh, I remember he came up with the challenge, basically. He's a he's sick pup, loves a bit of punishment. But <laughs> um, so. he, um, yeah, he came up with the challenge and I was kind of thinking, you know, like, oh, it's probably, I'd hate to do that kind of thing. And then I was like, right, I kind of have to do it now, prove it to myself. <laughs> because you said that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Is this just in your own head? <laughs> yeah, like, well, kind of, yeah. I have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, myself and, and Josh Murphy actually did it as well in answer, but he um, he just did it for himself. That's proper sick pup. But uh, I ended up doing, yeah, doing it for charity. Yeah, so it's close to my heart. So my, my sister has been sick for a while and, as uh, she got a kidney transplant from my uncle, and uh, it was a way of, of raising money for charity close to ah. close to her heart. So, ah, yeah, nice. raise a few quid. And, yeah, so it was good. And, and cool. Got a load, load of different lads came down, and supported me, and got in for different days. So, uh, and did you go an extra minute every day, or was it same? Yeah, so started off with one minute on the first, and then add a minute every day up to the twenty eighth. So the last kind of. Like eight days are amazing. <laughs> Tough, yeah, I did. Miserable, yeah. Tough. Just probably from the 18th onwards, just it's yeah. almost the mental, the mental side of it's worse and knowing that tomorrow, and like you can always feel like I, after 20 minutes in the water, you feel your body starting to shut down. It's yeah. like it should not be in there for this long. And you're just sitting there in shorts, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not allowed part of the challenge, you're not allowed to wear gloves or ah. like the booty thing. You're not allowed to wear anything apart from like shorts. And then um, at some point you just submerge your head. So I'd usually wait till the end. <laughs> at the beginning, I'd, I'd dive in head first. But after a while, I learned that that would make it a lot worse. So when you're in yeah, the longer thing, just get up to the neck and then at the end, just dump the head. But yeah. It was 
good, good mental and physical challenge. Ah, that's, I find it hard to hopefully hopefully that. again. Is <laughs> there anything about your sister who kept you in there? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I yeah. knew what I was doing for good cause. Call. Exactly. That was close, close to home. So yeah. I was never not completing it. It's funny, like, <laughs> my mother was like, you like, you don't have, like, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I can't not do it. Of course you can't, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, she's like, because was, there was a storm coming in in the middle of it. Oh. And she's like, like yeah, you don't be killing yourself now with this. I was like, well, like, I'm not missing the day. I was like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Fair. Just shows your mindset, man. Yeah. Crazy Fair mindset. Yeah, it just shows you, like, it's, it's all mental. Like, the mind, the mind can take you places that yeah. you don't realise you can go until you go there. Yeah. You well, know? you'd be surprised, though. Like, I, I, here's me thinking, I was mentally on down at like six o'clock one morning uh, when that storm was coming in in the middle of February and like to say there's a group of 15 like owls and owl lads that are down there every day at six o'clock <laughs> 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 and like shining like lamps into the 40 foot oh uh, at that time and then off to go for a coffee every day. Jeez. So I was like feeling sorry, you know, thinking I was a lunatic and I was like, okay, well, this is just, You're not I'm yeah, not even actually. scratching the surface <laughs> these people. They're, <laughs> they love it. Like in fairness, the, like the... The mental physical benefits of the sea is great. Just don't yeah. do it for 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, I, I give out a book into the sea in the summertime, like it's too cold for me. So yeah. I, I won't be doing that. No. But, uh, uh, next question. That's a good question, actually. It's um, who inspired you to start playing rugby? So that could be like who inspired you maybe in your personal life or was there a particular rugby player that you were like, oh, I want to be like him? Um, so I would have played under fives in Nace. And under fives? Lovely. Yeah. All the way back. Um, all the way back. And that would have started with... Uh, a good like pal of mine as dad would have been a good player Paul Henry he's a big Terranier man now but um, he would have been probably the first influence that would have gotten me into it and then uh, didn't uh, didn't replay rugby then until I got back into just before I did I dipped the toe in again just before Newbridge and then into into Newbridge Um, but he would probably have been the first kind of influence with it Um, well, it wasn't like uh, as I said, I was a big Man United man. That yeah, was, uh, that was yeah. the dream. So I had to let go of that at some point. We're going to be the next David Beckham, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long way forward. <laughs> Actually, I really like this next question. Um, asking people that have been playing at the top of their game for so long, if you could go give yourself one piece of advice to young James Tracy, what would you say to him starting out in your career? That's oh, a good question. It is a good question. <laughs> um, I'd say. That just to that's like to sacrifice, you know, like so you can't burn the candle at both ends, and that's probably something I realized not too late, but luckily enough, I didn't realize it too late. Um, I was, you know, you can't live the, the college lifestyle and um, be a professional, you know, to the best of your ability and give yourself every opportunity. That's probably yeah. what I, I would tell myself. Luckily enough, I figured that out before it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like there's so many talented people that I've played with over the years who didn't, and not necessarily if some, it's not for some people, and that's that's mm. fine. But if yeah. if you want to um, be at the top end, like you gotta um, do the off-field stuff and sacrifice a few nights out here and there, yeah. and pick and choose them rather than <laughs> just going after every one of them. But you're saying there, burning candle at ends. Just before we came on air, you're saying. You're working basically a full-time job. You have a nine-month-old kid and you're training full-time at Leinster. <laughs> that sounds like burning candle of both ends yeah. to me. I mean, to what you've gotten to the stage now, you're allowed to do that now, I suppose. You are. It's all under control, though. I wouldn't say it's full-time, half-time yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Fair play, man. Yeah, yeah. You're, once you've got to be organised with your day and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm getting it done. it all in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one more bonus question, if you don't mind me asking, Jason, is you see all these Leinster lads 
some are going to cross the Connacht, some lads are going to Exeter. Do you have any want to go abroad? Or are you thinking Leinster till I die? Um, I've not necessarily uh, in my rugby career go abroad, but I'd I'd love to live away at some point. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'll see where the world takes me. Where would like, you go? I'll have another season in Leinster anyway, but yeah. um, if I had to go somewhere, yeah. I don't know. Like my missus wants to go somewhere sunny, but I don't know if that'll suit me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like we're going somewhere sunny. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, anywhere I just love to live somewhere different at some point in my life. That's yeah. always been a goal of mine. So, but even um, in a whether, rugby sense, could you see yourself putting on another jersey, or is it always going to be Leinster for you? I don't know. I don't know. Because you'd I, easily pick up a contract somewhere else if you wanted to. Like, yeah, it's a tough one. Like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I like at this moment of time, I couldn't. I'd say Can't no. Year. Yeah, I'd say yeah. no right now. You've another year in Leinster, anyway. Yeah, so. no, I've no season in Leinster. Um, yeah. So, but at this moment of time, I would say no. But yeah. I, I will move away at some point in my life. For, move away for from now. that lovely gaff in Ballsbridge. Oh, you listen. Do <laughs> <laughs> your research. Do your own. Follow you home. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Look, we'll move on to um, the URC action. Uh, we won't spend too much time on this, right? Uh, Munster. Uh, nice, uh, good start to the game, good first half. I think it was 21-7 at half time, cool as a breeze, looked like they were pushing for a bonus point. I remember flicking it off for a few minutes and then flicking it back on. And I remember my dad coming home because he rang me when I was on the way back. He was on the way back from Galway. He's like, how oh, Munster getting on? I was like, yeah, they're winning, whatever. And then I forgot to tell him the results. And we were there just putting on the Ireland match. It's like, did Munster get the bonus point? It's like, Dad, Munster lost. <laughs> so like, they basically capitulated at the end of that game, ended up losing 23-21. That's two losses now in South Africa. A lot of young guys playing, but I don't know. Not an ideal for Munster at the moment, is it, James? No, but the, in fairness, the South African teams are different beasts over there. We did like, um, like a very... Humbling experience, uh, ways to the cheetahs, uh, just how many years ago? ago, maybe two or three years ago, but yeah, um, yeah, they're different beasts over there, so like it'll be a good lesson for those lads, and mm. um, yeah, they just find another gear. Um, they've clean sweep this weekend, the yeah, selection teams, like yeah, so, yeah, they do, they're like, targeting these games clearly, yeah, exactly, yeah, and, and that's what they should do is target the home game, so it's, it's going to be an interesting trip, even work we're over there, and um, in a little while, so um, it'll be interesting to see how we go. But the, the table's going to change definitely a lot with it, all of their home games coming now. And um, yeah, like long time. It, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard. It's, it's tough over there. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is, but they just they have another gear when they're playing at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, it's a tough game. In fairness, Munster started well. Like they did two start really good tries to start start the game off, and um, yeah, like their 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 pack and their scrum is so dominant. Um, they they get like momentum and penalties through that, and uh, in fairness, like they've they've good poachers and stuff, so mm. just keeps them in games, and then they just find the gear and they have these like unbelievably quick lads, um, like their winner, like that's right. I, I can remember what's it the the, other's name. the eleven for for yeah. Lions. Yeah, he's very good. He bumped over Calvin Nash. Like yeah, he, like he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Calvin won't be too happy with that. But yeah. I don't think all hope is lost. Like Munster missing all their internationals, obviously. Yeah, they're away in South Africa, high altitude. Um, high temperatures like the the Irish lads don't too well with that do well with that heat and temperature. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's the manner of the last more so. It's the yeah. fact that they've gotten off such a good start. You should have the wear at all and be able to a team like Munster should be able to hold on to that. If they went over and just downright lost that game, it wouldn't be as bad. But when you put yourself in that position, yeah. do the hard work and then just sloppily let them back in the second half, 
you're going to be disappointed in yourself. Yeah, it's not you ideal, know? two losses in a row. It's but not. then again, at the start of March, Munster beat Dragon six, by 60 points in Tolman Park. Like, so. I'm sure if we put a team together like between three of us and a few other people, we'd beat Dragon 60 in ah, offence. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what the, the Dragons haven't been. Uh, the Dragons <laughs> now aren't exactly the best example to use in yeah. terms of a 60 point victory. I just don't think all the hope is lost for Munster. No, I don't yeah. think so. There's still plenty left in the season. But as you said, it's going to be interesting with all these South African teams coming in, getting these results, how that table looks. Come, come the knockouts, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But uh, and, yeah. Sorry, James being on the inside, what do you think the mindset is around going to South Africa now? Do you like mentally prep like this is going to be tough two weeks or is it like holiday mode? Like you see some of the lads <laughs> down there putting up stories and stuff. Not after these results, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably the trap we fell into when we went over the first time. Um, you know, like it's not as if we were going over like taking the mic, but like no, not you. I'm talking. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying, but we yeah. we did take the mic in the end because yeah. like we got absolutely spanked and we came out of there with our tails between our legs. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like you know we were thinking that we were yeah uh, taking seriously. On holiday, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like wasn't you know no one was talking about it like that. But at the end of the day, it's like they're like very very good physical uh, sides, and like if you don't respect them mm. and you don't get your not even respect if you don't get your your, your execution of your game plan, right? They're so hard to beat over there. Mm. Um, you, you know, and they just hang in games. They have these like X factor players that just create big moments. Yeah, um, you're playing against World Cup winners, like in yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And like they, they, in fairness, they've recruited so well. Um, like these teams are like they're only going to get better as well. Mm. Um, so like if, if anything, it's it's unbelievable for uh, for the URC in terms yeah. of like the viewership and like the competitiveness of the league. Yeah. Um, so it's going to make everyone better, but. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tour. Like we've two, yeah, two back-to-back games over there. So it's quality of opposition. I mean, I think look, you you were. It was as we said last week in the show. It was fair enough. It was the Kings and the Cheetahs. This time, it's the Bulls. It's the Stormers. It's yeah. the Sharks. It's the Lions. It's the four heavyweight franchises you're playing against. As you said, the actual World Cup team. Like you're playing against some of the best players in the world. It's mm. it's not going to be a walk in the park. No. And moving on to, to the next game, like I'll show you once again. Like I mean. The Bulls, who wouldn't be one of the wouldn't be the strongest of the four, 57-12 against Scarlets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, that's an absolute. I know Scarlets haven't been great this year, but five tries before half time, they carried over 700 meters in total in the game. Absolutely ridiculous. And they they actually won the our, our Troy of the Week award this week. Um, Troy by uh, Johan Grabbler. You'll see this absolutely incredible team Troy. Starts off with a lovely uh, cross field kick. And they just keep the ball alive here, and they're they're always there's always support runners there. They've got they're strong and and on the, on the carry they move the ball. It's a beautiful try. Yeah, they just seem to be very comfortable playing in South Africa. Obviously, they're used to the the temperature and the conditions. I think. The altitude and what whatnot. Yeah, and they just seem to just throw the ball around willy nilly, but it just hits hands. I mean, I think nearly everyone touches the ball there in that try. I think yeah. I mean, it must be twelve men touch the ball, and it's amazing. It's just a bit of everything, like that's just UA, like isn't it? Incredible try, do you know? With, yeah. a, with a bit of power and a bit of uh, aggression, <laughs> a bit of power. Mixed into, a bit, a bit of a power, like these uh, six foot eight, twenty stone behemoths coming at you. Yeah. But uh, like mo- moving on into the next one, then another one: Sharks again, thirty-eight six against Zebra. I know it's sunny Zebra again, and, and no offense to Zebra, like, but like they're not just winning these. Games they're winning these games comfortably, you know. Uh, Stormers and Cardiff then playing today, forty-three. They kept them troyless, six tries. Six tries to zero. Yeah, they're going out and they're smashing everyone else in the league, and uh, like they're they're really starting to build up a bit of storm now and a bit of a bit of heat coming into the, the closing rounds. And, and when when are you heading over there? I think we are heading over there in is it four weeks maybe. Yeah, so you'll have a good few of your players yeah, back as well, hopefully. Europe, yeah, Europe, and then I think we play Monster, and I think maybe then we go away. 
Jesus, uh, that's a bit of that's a run. So you've, got, so if you've got back-to-back Connacht, Munster, and then a trip to South Africa. I think so, yeah. That's going to be a block and a half. Yeah, oh, <laughs> 13 games on the bounce now. So this wow. is going to be... Uh, you probably use about 50 players, I'd say. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> You're 13 games on the bounce now? Yeah. We're all going into it now. That's why we... Uh, the we down week there, yeah. You're still nuts. running away in Portugal. Training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got, you got to, like, we're playing a game at the end of the next week, so... Wow. Um, yeah, we were, we're Connacht away. And most of them are away as well. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a tough slog. Yeah, well out. Um, well one more game that we haven't touched on is uh, Glasgow beat Edinburgh 30-17. Um, our jukebox award comes from this game. Uh, great little hit here. Uh, Kunavulu Kuna absolutely smashing McDowell. <laughs> oh <my laughs> nice, God. lovely, clean, tidy, legal hit. But yeah. He caught him off balance off the kick. Yeah, yeah. he just... Uh, look, come here, he's committed to that. So there's nothing wrong with it. Boom. Perfectly legal. Yeah. Good kick though as well. It's a good kick. Love to see it. Love to see it. <clears throat> Oh, before we finish up, guys, move on to the news. Uh, Megan was in a, a Thai rugby club recently. Um, thanks to our supporters, Bank of Ireland. Uh, let's see how she got on down in Kildare. I've come to a Thai rugby club to meet Jane Moran, one of the players on the women's senior team. A coach, a mother of seven, and a woman who never stops competing. I've been told she's a force of nature here at the club, and I'm here to find out how she does it all. Jane, it's great to be here with you today. Thank you for welcoming me into the club. It's good to have you here. Tell us about the community around a Thai rugby club? Oh, where do I start? There's so many good points that need to be brought up here. It's just a whole sense of family. I, you know, everyone you meet here has that welcoming feel. You know that they're kind, you know that they're here for the kids. It's a, it's a great place to be. I started playing when I was 41. Literally when my son started school, I found I had a bit more time in my hands. My daughter started the year before I started and that's originally what brought me into the club. How many children do you have? I am the mother of seven children, and six of my seven children play for the club. Amazing, you're a superwoman. Would you describe yourself as a competitive person? Yes, I would, very much so, yeah. How? I wanted to be a better player, and that competitiveness brought that out. Have a little bite. Yeah. When I go out there, I want to, I want to play a good game. <laughs> I started coaching because I saw the need for extra helping hands. First experience was with um, a summer camp here. I now coach with the under 16 Thai girls and I'm involved with the North Midland under 16 development programme. So you're hugely passionate about the development and the progression absolutely. of girls and yes, women's rugby. Absolutely. I believe that girls, they need their skill sets enhanced. They need all the little basics of rugby fine-tuned that they can go out and play good rugby on a pitch and be happy with the game that they play. So that's our job as coaches, to fine-tune those basic skills and give them what they need to make decisions on a pitch. What's your proudest moment as a coach so far? Proudest moment would have to be the privilege of being present when one of my girls achieves that moment where it's like a light switch going on. It's just phenomenal. Maybe a finishing a tackle or playing a certain phase that they're practicing and training that they actually apply it during a match. And all those skin sets are hugely beneficial. Did that give you a buzz? Oh, absolutely. Great stuff from Megan there. I mean, what an absolute warrior. Like, starting wow. rugby at 41, mother of seven. Seven daughters. <laughs> Six of them play for the club. That's a, that's, that's a real club story. Like, that is that is from the ground up kind of stuff. That's like, amazing. that's, that's pretty cool. As well. Yeah, amazing. yeah, I love to see it. Love to see it. But uh, before we wrap up, guys, small bit of news to touch on. Um, 
Big one, Spain beat Portugal in the Iberian Cup to qualify for the World Cup. They're actually going to be in our group now. It's right. the first time they qualified since 1999. So I remember seeing it. They were on the front page of Mundial, the biggest newspaper in Spain. The first time in like 20 years. It was a non-soccer related story on the front page. So you love to see those uh, smaller nations, as we call them. Yeah, that's really good. Spain are actually really good at sevens as well. They're on the remember World you were saying Series, that before, yeah. yeah. So it's just good athletes, I suppose, and just with a bit of funding. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Um, other big news, Leicester Tigers find... 309,000 for a salary cap. Uh, regulations are going over the salary cap up in England, something similar to Saracens, but obviously not on as big a scale. Image right situation again. Um, Super Rugby is back on Sky Sports. I don't know what you watch. Super Rugby, like, I love watching a bit of Super Rugby the weekends, like, early mornings. So you're too busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm all rugby down. Yeah, all rugby down. Like, <laughs> I love, I just love, like, in a, like, on a Saturday morning and you're kind of, like, getting up and you're about to go to town about your bits and you're like, oh, there's a match on, like, half seven. You can flick it on in the background and it's like, like it's like when the, the, when the rugby champion's on, like, but it's nice. Sometimes you'll flick on a match and you're not watching, even if you watch half an hour, you're like, that was class. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's always interesting. Like, no matter what match on Super Rugby, it's always entertaining because they play such a different brand of rugby to what we play over here. Yeah, I'm not saying the URC is boring. <laughs> I was very offended there, yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, guys, uh, Women's Six Nations starting next week. So um, it's going to be broadcast on Virgin Media One. It's going to be on RTE. It's got a big, massive uh, anchor sponsor in this year with TikTok. Um, look, I mean, Ireland are hosting Wales at Energy Park next Saturday. So it's going to be good to see the ladies. Hopefully, like, I mean, there's a lot of talk around... The, the, the ladies game recently so like first six nations after the review and everything that's happened so mm, it's been interesting a, won't it there's been a lot of build up into this now so yeah. I'd say the girls aren't feeling pressure but everyone's going to have eyes on them now which is great it's what the, what they want and the whole country now will be behind them after the buzz of the, the boys doing so well so um, you'll at least tune into that one will you James yeah exactly it'd be good to see them there we go yeah, yeah good man brilliant great stuff well look guys that's all we have time for this week unfortunately James do you enjoy yourself wasn't the worst. <laughs> Jesus, so, I mean, the way he said well, it wasn't but the two hung over heads when I came in, you know, I thought you, you gave me a lot more energy than I expected. He's, he was, what he's doing is he's roaring at punters all again. Like. I blame Rachel Blackmore for my voice being gone. I apologise for that. But um, no, it was a great week and thanks very much for coming on, James. Appreciate it. And thanks, of course, to Bank of Ireland, our partners for the show, proud supporters of the four Irish provinces. Until next time, guys, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Joe presents House of Rugby. United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Yeah!